And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Friday afternoon, and that means it's time to welcome along to the studio from Envision Financial a very happy Luke Smith. I haven't seen you smiling so big since, well, ever. <laughs> well, you know, it's Friday, the sun's shining, there's no wind, there's no rain. There's let's, let's just explain to everybody why you're smiling. You're smiling because the share market is down. Yeah, now, look, this, yeah. is, this is not just down, it's the sixth day in a row. Today it's down about 3%, following a fall yesterday of 2%, and the day yeah. before that of 2%, and the yeah. day before. So it, overall, it's more than 10%. Yeah, look. So I, it's really down. So it is. why are you so happy? Um, I think, in a way, it's sort of vindication um, from some conversations that we've had over the last six to eight months in relation to relative value. I think. Mm. You know, we've been commenting for, for a number of the shows now on a weekly basis about things being overpriced um, and the fact that it's always prudent to take a slowly, slowly approach. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say you get them all right because nobody gets them all right, yeah. but I think it's a wonderful illustration that people need to continue to think about the long term in the short term. It's yeah. very easy to get wrapped up in the fear of missing out as markets rally and you chase that. Yeah. And I think a lot of what we've seen over the last six to 12 months has been people running away from cash. Mm. So they've been buying things at an overpriced level to generate a yield from investments that's better than the underlying cash rate because obviously people need to live and that, yeah. that's fine. But you need to go into that with your eyes wide open because those same people that have raced into prices assets that may be a little high and now saying, oh, the stock market's no good, it's come off, it's this, that and the other. Yeah. So, you know, I think it, this thing's, it's, it swings and roundabouts and no one knows where this coronavirus thing will go and no. it's a wonderful illustration of another X factor that could impact valuations over the short to medium term and I don't think we're anywhere near, you know, wrapping this thing up. No, it's going to be a, a little while, I think, um, and obviously it's very hard to peer into the crystal ball and get it right. Nobody really can do that for sure, but um, let's to be perfectly clear here, it's not that you're happy people are losing money or no, anything like that. <clears throat> you're, you're, you're a little bit relieved, I guess, because you have been criticised for being reluctant to make certain investments and now you feel that you've made the right well, decision. in a way, look, it's very easy to say that today, um, but when you're on the other side of the fence for an extended period of time and people are all over you because they may be comparing a new portfolio to a mature portfolio, yeah. they're two very, very different things. So people need to keep in mind that you can't count money in other people's pockets. No. And your situation is relevant to you and nobody else. So it's extremely difficult to say whether the market's up, down or all around, but this is now a very good illustration of where you might want to start having a little bit of a nibble. Yeah. You may not buy everything. Say if you want to buy $20,000 or something, you might buy five or ten now. And then just keep some powder dry because I'm not saying this is over by any stretch, but if you could buy a little bit later and it's a little bit cheaper, great. Are you going to get the absolute bottom? Not at all. As long as you buy something that's right for your situation with the yeah. expectations that you have, then that's all you can and find. And I, I guess one key uh, caveat here is that uh, just because prices are way down doesn't mean everything's a bargain. You still need to look at the underlying quality of the company. Exactly right. It's always on a case-by-case basis and always step back and start with why. Yeah. As we've always said each week, start with why and go forward from there. Are you buying it for growth? Are you buying it for income? Are you buying it for the franking credit? Depends where you're buying it and what structure you're buying it in. So, yeah. you know, it's just mindful that so, people can have a little nibble at the market now yeah. at a significant discount and remember that obviously superannuation is a long-term thing. Yeah, so it is a buying opportunity, but the same rules still apply. Exercise due caution yes. and due diligence. Very much so, very yeah. much so. We do have a topic of the day that we're supposed mm-hmm. to be talking about today. We do. But I can't resist. I've got to ask you this proposed law to make it a criminal act to spend your own money as folding cash. I think that's yeah, rude. 
look, I, I'm with you. Um, obviously, if, if you're going to do something untoward, then you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, you know, exactly. So stopping people that may have uh, a bias towards holding cash because you come from a generation or a background that that was how you operated. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think, you know, it's like trying to legislate against theft. Mm. You can have all the legislation you want. It won't stop people stealing. So exactly. I think this is just another way to try and, I guess, ultimately rally up some tax dollars and try and, you know, have, yes. the, man, have the man look over your shoulder and understand where everybody's money's going. Absolutely. Just a yeah. bit more of the nanny state becoming Correct. a bit more of a nanny. Yep. And uh, can you imagine just what Kerry Packer would say <laughs> if he was alive today? Well. We probably couldn't repeat it on the radio. Very much so. <laughs> now, today's topic. Yep. We're talking about the choice of when you... You have your retirement payment, and or you know, or even if you're making extra money and you're headed towards reti- retirement, what's the best choice to make? Do yep. you put your extra money into paying off your house, yep. or do you put your extra money into increasing your super? Yeah, look, and I guess the answer is it depends. So, some of the things that people should try and be can you know take into account is obviously is the debt I have deductible or not, because that'll determine whether you want to pay it off quicker or or at a slightly slower rate. Um, Obviously, in a low interest rate environment, people should be cognizant of the fact that on a bang-for-your-buck basis, if you can get as much of your surplus income into a non-deductible loan when interest rates are at record lows, obviously, from a compounder perspective, over time, that would have greater value for you when you're looking at trying to get the raw balance of your loan down, which is obviously something that people should think about. Um, Obviously, you need to then consider, is do I have a variable rate or a fixed rate? So yes. as much as you may want to pay something down, if you've made a decision in a, in a previous year to say, well, I'll fix a portion of the loan I have on my home and you fix that interest rate, there may be a limited capacity to be able to pay off more than um, the, the minimum payment set by the bank. Yeah. And depending on the lender, that could be between five dollars and $10,000, depending on the provider. So again, that's something to think about. Well, do I put into the home loan? Um, do I want to lower my home loan to then free up cash for something else? So again, looking at the ability to um, use funds in the best possible way, being able to restructure your home loan could give you the ability to free up some other money to potentially do both. Yeah. You could pay down your home loan, use the offset account on your home loan, reduce the interest you incur over the course of a, a financial year and then leading into June, pull some money out of that offset account and then make a personal deductible contribution and you'd receive exactly the same tax benefits as if you'd been salary sacrificing on a fortnightly basis. So, again, wow, it's... you get paid twice. Well, you know, in a way, you sort of... You've got two uses for the same money. Yes. Um, which is, is, you know, where we've talked about structuring home loans and having... The, the right facilities in place then starts you in, down the right road to being able to stack these strategies on top of each other. If you can save into your home loan, yeah. reduce the interest that's incurred on that debt and then draw money back out at the end of the financial year and drop that straight into super and claim a deduction. Well played. I think a lot of us go through our working life, uh, especially when we're not quite close to retirement yet, uh, knowing that our uh, regular contributions are going into the superannuation and we just forget about it. We just assume mm. it's there and don't think about it at all. And the first thing we think about when we get some extra money is I'm going to reduce my mortgage because if I can get my house paid off, then at least I know I've got somewhere to live into, yep. into retirement. Is that, you know, is that ne- uh, necessarily the right choice to make? Is that perhaps robbing yourself an oppo- of an opportunity there by not thinking it through? Yeah, look, potentially. Again, there's always going to be that, that perennial argument of do you own your home or do you not? Do you rent and use money for other opportunities? And that's really driven by free cash flow and your ability to earn. 
obviously if, if you don't have a, a large surplus in relation to your net income and what you live on, it's very difficult to pay a house off. Um, and also depends on the interest rate at the time because yeah. if we jump back to sort of, you know, the 2007, 2008 when interest rates were at 8%, and you were getting a 4% yield from your property, if you were negatively geared or you were trying to pay something off, it was a lot harder. Yes. Um, whereas you could rent a house of significant value and the rent would have been a lot less than the mortgage payment. So yes. during times like that, then you'd, you'd question whether it's right for you. And obviously, again, what's my why and what are my personal preferences? Because everybody has a different view on what are the priorities for them. And whether you own your home, try to own your home, working towards owning your home, or just rent and use your money to buy other investment-driven assets, yeah. there's no wrong answer. The only wrong answer there is to make an uninformed decision. Well, what sort of circumstances would there be that would lead you to uh, direct your money to paying off your home loan rather than adding to your super? Yep. What sort of circumstances would prompt that? So some of the key things there I'd be looking at is, well, what's my level of debt? Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about people that have separated, um, they may have had to go on and refinance a property to pay one part of the, right. the, the, the relationship out. Obviously, people have different preferences in relation to the level of debt they're comfortable with. And I find the younger generation now will just swing for the fence and, and shrug their shoulders and say it'll be okay, yeah. whereas you speak to people sort of 45, 50 and over and say, oh, how would you feel about a million-dollar mortgage? And they start shaking and quivering in their chair because you have different investment philosophies and yeah. different exposures and experiences. So I think understanding the level of debt that you're comfortable with would then drive me to pay down debt. Yes. Um, oh look, and I'm happy to say I've never been a massive fan of debt um, and it's always driven me to certain behaviours where if I can get rid of it, great. And that's been my personal priority. Now, whether that's good, bad or indifferent, because there's always a thousand other things you could use the money for, at the end of the day, as long as you can sleep at night and know that you're comfortable with the decisions you're making and with the time frame that you have to work with, I don't think you can get it wrong on either side. Um, I think also paying off your home loan where you've already maxed out your $25,000 concessional cap well, is, is the, the decision's kind of made for you then, isn't correct, it? Correct, that's right. Um, you obviously do have the ability to make non-concessional contributions to super, but yeah. obviously, again, it's driven by age. Um, younger people in the current environment, I would I would say paying off a home loan, you know, at an interest rate of 3% on a P&I basis is going to put you in a very good position four, five, six, seven years down the road. Yeah. As rates start to rise, you can make more inroads quicker than you could if, if interest rates were at 8% because a greater proportion of the debt you're paying off is principal and not interest. So making the most of, of low interest rate environments is obviously prudent. Um, I'd also think about whether you're going to live in the place um, or, or, or if it's an investment property. Now, you right. may turn around and say, well, I'm going to stay at home with mum and dad until I'm 35. Okay, great. If mum and dad can swallow that, that's <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Seems to be about average these days. Correct. So you go and buy something that with the intention of being a family home, yeah. rent the property out at the moment, claim all the necessary tax deductions, and then throw all of your surplus income into that property so that when you do move out of mum and dad's, you put your big girl pants on and you know <laughs> join the real world, yes. you can then move into something that you own a much larger proportion of, which yes. can then put you in very good stead. Because for me, it doesn't matter where it goes, it's also about thinking about What's the long-term benefit of this? Um, yeah. And can I make the most of good cash flow that I have at the moment so that obviously you are moving forward in the right direction? Because the faster you don't have a debt, 
the more money you can throw at other things over your working life to then exponentially increase your net wealth, either through super, through business interests, through speculative investments or anything else that you want to throw free cash flow at that you're not throwing at a mortgage. One strategy that's very popular is to buy your first home and then pay it off as quickly as possible so that you can use some of the equity from that to then buy an investment property. Mm -hmm. Um, So that might be one reason why people would choose to pay off their home loan quicker instead of putting money aside for their super. Look, exactly right. And, And if that's your investment strategy and philosophy, then that's great. Um, that's driven off the back of good, consistent behaviour, um, which you're obviously going to need to have. And I often say to, to younger people, like I had a young lad in the office this week, you know, at 22, um, had a chunk of cash and said, well, I'm going to go and buy something that will give me a stepping stone to the next place. Yes. He didn't just do what most do and go, oh, I'm going to jump straight into the million-dollar price bracket yes. because I'm going to buy my dream home at 22 as I'm studying and working uh, and, yes. and moving forward. So, you know, I commend younger people for thinking with the end in mind yes. because in this day and age with, you know, keeping up with the Thomases and the Kibas and the Snydros, <laughs> it's, it's very easy for, for young people who finish studying, get a good job, have some surplus income to then jump into massive purchases to keep all their mates happy and then lease the flash car and then have this, this and this when in actual fact if they just stick to their knitting kept their, uh, their, their ambitions and sort of realities in check, the compounded benefit of owning your home at a much younger age then frees up later yes. the choices that you could have to add to super, go part-time, have that work-life balance everybody talks about um, and, and, and make those decisions with the ability to choose rather than being stuck paying off a debt that you and can't afford. All about choice. Uh, we're here to talk about whether or not it's better to pay off your house or put your extra money into super should you come into a little bit of extra money. So we talked about some of the circumstances where it's better to perhaps put the money into paying off your mortgage, but there might be circumstances where putting the extra money in your super could be the better choice. Yeah, look, so I guess on that side of things, it's, it's one of those things you need to, obviously it's a case-by-case basis as we said yeah. before the ads. Um, Obviously, if you've got a significant amount of tax that you need to pay at, at your marginal rate, obviously making the most of your tax-deductible contributions each year is very, very prudent. Um, also taking into account the carried-forward legislation depending on the value of your super. So if you can catch up the, the, the gap you left maybe between employer contributions and the $25,000 concessional cap, if you can make the most of that in this financial year, you could effectively have two years of contributions in one, which will give you an increased tax deduction. So right. that's where I'd be going with, with that money to start with. Um, and also, obviously, the rate of return. If you think that your rate of return within superannuation will be far better than the underlying interest rate on your home, then you may consider putting money into superannuation as your priority and then any surplus into your home loan so that you have some controlled savings behaviours. Obviously, if you're returning to the workforce, if you've been out looking after kids, you've been contracting, you've had some time away, you've gone back to study or whatever it may be, focusing on superannuation first can obviously take into account your tax position. Also then catch up years that you may have been out of the workforce and you may want, again, that peace of mind of knowing that you're building your superannuation in conjunction with paying off your home loan. I'd, I'd preface things by saying it doesn't necessarily have to be all or nothing. Yeah. I think having a, a distributed approach to this obviously is driven by your free cash flow and what you do, but I think chipping away on both sides is very, very prudent. Um, if you tend to entire in the next couple of years and you can make additional contributions to super or make spouse contributions or super split, 
I'd be thinking about looking at the super splitting legislation for those that have married well and there's a significant age gap. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you max out the contributions of the younger person as well as the older person and then super split the younger person's superannuation to the older spouse. Yes. Um, because they'll obviously be able to access their money sooner rather than later and you could then pull that money out tax-free from 60 and pay off your home loan. Now, so, t- tell me if I've got this right or not, though. If you're close to retirement age, you can put as much money as you can into your super to build it up oof. and then, well, as, as yeah. you're allowed to. Yep, as you're allowed to. Yeah. Yep. And, then, uh, and then after you get to the correct age, yep. you can then take that money out tax-free Correct. and use that to pay off your home loan. Exactly. So, so, again, depending on how old you are and what you're... So that way is better than just paying off the home loan in the first place. Well, if, you're, if your marginal tax rate's at 39% and you can get $25,000 a year into super at 15% yep. and your partner can do the same and then potentially split 85% of their contributions to you, you could have $40,000 a year that you could access at age 60 yeah. to then pull out and, and pay off and then you might want to go back and continue working on a full-time or part-time basis but knowing that your home loan's been re- paid, it may give you the flexibility to say, well, I won't work five days, I'll work three days because the costs to keep my household running have fallen significantly with no mortgage payments and you may wish to then continue working for an extended period of time on your terms, which for me is really the definition of retirement. As soon as you can say no and continue to do what you want to do, you're then working as a side hustle and I think that's a great place people As we've said many times before, it's all about having the choice. That's the important thing. Being able to choose your own destiny. Exactly. We're just about out of time, but uh, we do have uh, just enough time left to explain to people how they can get more information. Yeah, so obviously contact the office. 02-6260-4749. We've got the the Knowledge Centre on the website, www.envisionfinancial.com.au. That's Envision with an E. Um, Access the Knowledge Centre. There's a whole load of calculators and technical information in there that people can get access to for nothing. We've got the podcast, um, the Strategy Stacker Luke Talks Money on iTunes. And obviously we've got YouTube where we have the show and all of the key takeouts and some educational material that we use to try and make sure you get the best bits out of the show and stop, pause, write things down and then go away and do your research and and, uh, and make your decisions. Fantastic. So uh, lots of options there, but the uh, website, of course, has got uh, all of that uh, information on the uh, the Knowledge Centre. And uh, like you said, just call the office to make a time to come in and have a cup of tea. Perfect. Or good coffee. Which is better, the tea or well, the coffee? It depends what, Bob's, <laughs> depends what Bob favours that day, I think. I don't argue because I'm outnumbered. Fantastic. Luke, thanks very much. <laughs> Mate, we'll see you next week.